Hey there. Before we get started on a very special episode of It's Pretty Okay, I just wanted to give a heads up that when recording from a special location, uh, which you'll hear about soon, uh, it got a little windy, uh, so keep that in mind, uh, but definitely listen because this is a pretty sweet episode. Thanks. Finally, yeah. on your last day in the city. Yeah. So this is um, a, a special uh, podcast this week, um, and uh, so we, I am in, we are in Brooklyn. So any any sounds you hear of children or, or strollers, uh, that is that is uh, Williamsburg at Williamsburg. Um, so this is a a I guess official like Brooklyn hip edition of it's pretty okay. Um, and uh, actually, at the our table right now, because we're on a rooftop, because that seemed to be the, the best the best place to uh, hold this. Um, we have a selection of, of beers, as as you you very well might know from uh, his writing. Eric is is uh, a very big beer drinker and very knowledgeable on the subject. But one of our glasses is from um, Rare Barrel, and you you recently went there, right? I did. I took a trip out to San Francisco, which it was my first time on the West Coast. And pretty much the sole purpose of visiting San Francisco was to visit breweries that I have tried very many times, but I've never been there. I never experienced that culture, which is obviously a very big hub for Crack Barrel with breweries that had started out 20 plus years ago and stuff like that. But yeah, Rare Barrel was uh, one of the breweries I visited. It's an all sour beer uh, brewery in Mm -hmm. Berkeley, not very close to the campus, but walking distance and a huge space obviously needed for a sour brewery because yeah. it's all barrels and stuff like that but yeah very cool space yeah and and i think that's that's what we're we'll talk about this week because it, it's something that i considered with um with uh sean we recently went to new orleans which was a great time and uh beer tourism or tourism related to beer as like kind of infiltrated the way I think about cities you know I've, I've we went well, to it influences the way you think about travel yeah yeah I, th- I think it I think it even does that because we went to Maine last summer and one of the things I was thinking when we were going is what places are within like driving and and can I get to uh, I think Sean and Max wanted to kill me for trying to convince them to to go to to go to Treehouse on the way which they rejected yeah yeah which was right by them it would have added like probably would have added an hour and a half to an already lengthy drive but i i don't know it, you know you mentioned that being a focus of going to um to san francisco it had there have there been any other trips where where that has been in the calculus for you yeah no doubt i mean i recently went up to boston maybe a year ago and a big focus was again seeing some friends i knew that graduated with us from uva but also going to see the spots up in Boston like Trillium and and Night Shift and everything like that and, and yeah it's a big part of how I think I want to travel now just because it's an activity that I want to mm-hmm. do in whatever city I go to uh, in about two weeks I'm going back to Charlottesville which is I haven't been back for about two years and one of the factors now is I know Charlottesville very well we spent four years there yeah. 
but these breweries weren't opened in Charlottesville when we were there, so it's a huge factor adding in into what I want to do when I go back down there. I mean, I want to see grounds, I want to see everything else, um, but I also want to visit all these new spots that are opened yeah. up. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think part of it with that is almost like I have, I have enough time and, and, uh, some disposable income that, that I can choose to, you know, not only travel, but even go back to places I know and be like, oh, I, instead of having to buy High Life or PBRs, I can spend, you know, however many extra dollars and, and go and explore these, these places. Um, the other thing, and last night I went to Interboro, which, which you're real, real big on and, uh, I enjoyed it a lot. But one thing is, uh, you were you were telling me the the backstory to like the guy who found it because there's a big hip hop influence there, right? Yeah, I mean Interboro. So for those that don't know, it's a huge development here because it's in Williamsburg. Uh, most breweries traditionally that are opened up in New York are in you know random areas with with a lot of warehouse space because that's the easiest and cheapest space. But Interboro, while it is on the fringes of Williamsburg, it is very accessible, easy to get to. It's 20 minute walk from my apartment yeah um and yeah the guy that had found it in interboro jesse who used to be a head brewer at other half which is probably the most popular brewery in new york uh was actually one of the founding managers uh at jeff chucks with mm-hmm. lp who's very famous for his recent work with run the jewels um but it, it is cool because it does feel very new york in the sense that you step in there and they have at least for the times I've been, they have hip hop blasting. Yeah, they have, you know, a range of kids that had just turned twenty one that live in the area and are very hip. And yeah. then you have also crews of parents with their kids in strollers, yeah. as one does in Brooklyn, as we saw yesterday when we went to about three breweries. And for some reason, parents think it's a good idea to yeah, it was bring either, their kids. Around. It was either strollers or it was like. You know, we're having some kind of party for someone, and this is the place to go. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think that yeah, Interbro. When I went in there and uh, texted uh, Danny while I was in there and said that that uh, oh, they have um, they just put on the other thing is it's vinyl too. They put yeah. on uh, uh, low end theory, um, and it was really cool. It was just like perfect, and and I, I think that that's one thing with not that I would feel guilty, but calling it beer tourism I feel kind of guilty but it's I think it's broader than that which is this is a place that has similar interests to me and um exactly yeah you know so it is a place that's I don't know if you go to I feel like if you go to a museum somewhere I, I like going to museums I also like going to churches and seeing the architecture but those don't necessarily capture the kind of the feel of a place because a lot of those places you don't really talk to anyone yeah yeah exactly I mean you'll go to a museum you'll you'll walk through it you'll appreciate it Obviously, it's always a great time. I mean, I was just at a museum last weekend before you came here for the sole purpose of visiting an exhibit, and I went with a couple friends, but, like, it's so quiet in there. You don't really... You talk about everything afterwards, but usually what you do after you go that is you go and grab a drink somewhere yeah. or grab a coffee and you talk about it, and as opposed to at a brewery where you can really connect with, A, either the other people there that mm-hmm. have similar interests to you, or to the staff there who you know are obviously very passionate about what they do because they're part of something new and special and something that's connecting to the community yeah i mean uh, i think that two of the places i've gone in both instances i met i met 
uh, bald guys from Queens. So all I can figure is that they're just in <laughs> that English. is the demographic that yeah. apparently I belong to, and yeah. I'm very clearly not a bald guy in Queens. Yeah, but um, no, it's I, I think that you because a lot of times they're not uh, you know they're not in the center of everything. Like we went to other half yesterday, which is still really small, even though it's best I can tell super successful. But you see such a it, it does bring in locals, and it also brings in people, people from, from outside. Yeah. Like, I think the, the guy, there's some guy in line next to us being kind of weird, but he seemed generally excited, and he seemed to be visiting. It was, like, his first time, and I don't know. It it, it feels like a very, I mean, it is a, seems like a pretty privileged group, people that are going to. That have disposable income to. Yeah, to go to. To spend $5 on a can, which, by the way, <laughs> is, yeah. I realize that whoever is listening to this is like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's. But I think the the thing is, and I've considered this before, is um, is as as opposed to as opposed to like going to wineries and stuff. That's very much like a, a white collar like historical thing. Whereas this is, in some ways, this is essentially like just people with money like claiming working people's things. Just yeah. like just like with denim and and I think a lot of things that are are, are popular anymore. It's it's the white collar people trying to take traditionally uh, blue I mean, collar things brewing in general is yeah very blue collar yeah yeah. but I, I had actually not thought about it that way but it's funny that you brought up wineries because the brewery in New York the concept of it as we said earlier is it's not so much a brewery as like oh this is a destination but it's also like a local watering hole for a lot of these people like yeah. I go to Edinburgh on a random Thursday or Friday just to have a drink yeah like I would go to a bar yeah and you don't do that with wineries. Wineries are, well, A, it depends. It's usually a destination or something else like that. You don't just go into a winery to have a glass of wine and, yeah. or hang out with friends. I don't I don't know. I guess maybe I'm naive about that. But I think that, well... Uh, well, I mean, like in Charlottesville, like we would go out to wineries to make a day of it, just to be like, yeah. oh, this is what we're doing. This is nice. Whereas there are three or four breweries that in downtown Charlottesville that you can just walk from on any day. given Thursday yeah. or Friday, you could be like, I want to have a beer mm-hmm. instead of going to a bar. I'm just going to go to a brewery. Yeah, and I think beer is, and it kind of helps with this if you're traveling places and have it. Just the way, just the way taps are and cans. These are you. You can go by yourself, or you can end up with people, and it, it just it works really well because you can't really. I mean, you can't have wine on tap, but. If you're getting a bottle of wine, you you need some friends. Yeah, uh, most of well, the unless you're a savage, but yeah, yeah. I mean. yeah. That that was a very unfortunate uh, recognizing that that a bottle of wine has like eight eight to nine units of alcohol in it. I thought there were like four glasses. Four of glasses of wine. No, there there are nine. Um, no, I, I think that so yeah. Generally, I've I I feel good about choosing breweries as as somewhere to go because the other thing is. Um, it can be in a neighborhood. It's it's hard to put a winery in a neighborhood because yeah. you have to have the space. And I think there's an idea of it really is an escape. Whereas, uh, you know, a bar is something that you expect to be, um, you know, on maybe not every corner, but every other corner or so. And anymore, I feel like there are breweries on nearly every corner here. <laughs> Which is funny, considering the landscape of Brooklyn just yeah. two years ago, you know. But, yeah, no, that is true. Uh, and and I think that it just and it it's clearly stuff that that I'm interested in. But I, I think that there's also like as we saw yesterday with all the strollers, there's definitely like a path forward of like I can continue to do this and 
and maybe maybe I stop pounding double IPAs and move on to you know ghosts so that it's you know I can still take my kids around take your kids around read a book yeah and that's yeah I mean that's the thing is is you know I, I don't expect to go to a winery and there to be loud music playing there might be stringed instruments but I yeah. don't it's just it, I think it it captures a lot of things like and you know place we went yesterday threes it had a a coffee shop in in the building a coffee shop in the building it had yesterday was record store day it had a special record selection yeah it had many different it had a wedding reception out back yeah. or something like that I think it was I think it might have said going away party. going away party which okay great I, I don't know if they yeah, I, sometimes I wonder what those like are they just s- another reason to get drunk I guess yeah. well <laughs> no it's almost like are they are they is the person are who's they going celebrating away, him going yeah, away yeah, or, or are he, they are they bidding him a fond farewell um that that would be great like to have uh you know have a, have a party because someone's leaving but like it's about them, there, but they're not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're not there. Or like after they after they leave. Yeah. Um, interesting. Uh, I, yeah, I. I just I don't know. I haven't encountered like a better a better thing to get a, a pulse of of wherever you go than that. that of com- a community. Yeah. Of uh, to com- it combines all the things you like and. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned reading a book. I feel like uh, if if I was. You know the the guys at the one place yesterday, um, Folks Beer. Um, the, the the bartenders were, were really nice. I bet if I had asked them for a book recommendation, it would probably be one that I was interested in. I yeah, I don't doubt that at all. Uh, that or a music recommendation or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because as you said, they have similar interests. These are I don't know. These are young younger people uh, most of the time. Yeah. Uh, Open another beer and it's spilling everywhere. <laughs> it uh, now, one thing I am curious about is, I know in the DC area there aren't that many breweries that are that are easy to get to, which is bizarre for me. I think it's the it probably has a lot to do with the laws. I know Maryland just passed a law and it kind of screws over breweries to an extent. But just when you think of the demographic of a huge amount of people from a large amount of areas from around the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, young demographic just there needs to be more breweries in the area that's yeah. just my thinking and you know you mentioned the the idea of the wineries having to go out that's a problem I have because whenever I want to go to a brewery I have to go all the way to Loudoun and that means someone has to drive, drive. and so you know you're you're just having you know one beer or something which is you know it takes away from from I think the fun of the brewery and really experience a lot of different beer. Now, I think we've we've celebrated going to breweries here, but you happen to work at a bar that is pretty pretty focused on on beer, so you can get really good stuff. And a lot of times it'll have multiple taps from the same brewery. Yeah. Do you? But do you still feel like why do you think that even with that, like the the brewery experience is is better? Uh, you go. Like I said, I don't know. You, you might go to them for different purposes. Yeah. Uh, the brewery experience—it just feels natural. I mean, that's where they make it. That's where other people are passionate about it. Where yeah. on any given day, it could be who knows what in a bar. Like people have to make the effort to go to a brewery and recognize where they're going to, and yeah. and they they appreciate it and they. 
appreciate the craft. I don't know. I I guess it's, I've never thought about that before. I've been able to put it into words. I I think that a brewery is is a place to be and a place to go, and and a bar is kind of a place that it's on your way somewhere else. Yeah. Some people. Yeah. You don't really. Sometimes you don't put a lot of thought into a bar. Maybe. Um, yeah. And I think about. I mean, a brewery a brewery that's crowded is not necessarily a, excuse me not necessarily a bad thing, um, as we saw yesterday. A bar that a bar that is crowded is usually way uncomfortable. More, yeah, it's it's uncomfortable, and there's a certain level of stress and waiting. And and I just feel like if a brewery's crowded, that means it's it's you know it's well liked, and it it probably is the place to be. I mean, I think yeah, most of the places we went yesterday were were some degree of, of crowded, and it seemed yeah you know people weren't people weren't stressed. It's not like we're about to <clears throat> kick our last keg. No, yeah, it was. I mean. And we also went to three very different places yeah. yesterday in more or less around the same neighborhood. But, you know, one, a brand new place that I was very surprised it actually skewed older, but that's probably based on where it is. Yeah, the and that was Folk's Beer. Um, but also, you know, then you have Other Half, which, as you mentioned, is very, very small and blasting hip-hop. Yeah. And, and they also had a release, so people were going nuts and... You know, just standing around and very visibly drunk, and then you had threes, which, you know, was the mix of younger and older crowd, but that's more destination hangout spot, I guess I would say, because it's a huge, you know, very nice space, which also, that's what I also appreciate about going to breweries, is the thought going into the space. Yeah. Because, yeah, you need a large space, but you also need a space where people want to hang out, like, Innerborough is just this shitty little garage on a street, and in Williamsburg, but you walk in and you're like, wow, I appreciate how they set this up with the tables and, and the nice bar and, yeah. you know, they have USB ports to plug in your phone. Oh, if, I didn't even see that. If you're getting, uh, if you're drinking there for a while and they have a brewery cat, they have <laughs> the record players you mentioned. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I, th- I just like hanging out there, I guess. Yeah. I think they're very much like they're, they seem to be playgrounds for millennials in, yeah. in a lot of ways. And yeah. then you have the older crowd. I mean, maybe we're just privileged. I don't know. Oh no! I, I mean, I think that that's that's like the big like just boulder of salt with all of this is is that uh, yeah, it's a very it's like a very privileged thing to be able to like spend your free time in a brewery. But I mean, I I don't know. I mean, people have different hobbies. Maybe maybe this is my hobby. Like when I when I go somewhere, I think about I I know from experience that you know again. It's going to have stuff that I, I enjoy, and it, it's usually environments that I know I like. So if this is my hobby, this is how I choose to use the extra income. Yeah. I mean, it's also, like you were saying before, like, you've been up here before. Yeah. If you're, maybe if you're visiting New York for the first time, the first place you're going to go to isn't going to be Innerborough and Williamsburg, but, like, since you've had the opportunity to come up here several times... And now you can start to explore the intricacies of the neighborhood and, like, see what I do on a Friday night. And yeah. As opposed to, like, oh, I need to go to Central Park and, and see this and, and go down to the One World Trade Center and see that. Like, it's, it's different. Yeah, I think it Yeah, it really does depend. If you're a traveler who likes seeing sights or, you know, whatever, maybe it's, maybe it's not for you. But what I try to do, like, when I went to... Berlin this 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 past summer they were like oh what do you want to do and I said basically I don't want to look like an American basically I don't yeah. want to look like a tourist and if that's something that appeals to you I think that going to neighborhood spots which is 
anymore, I feel like food writing and, and travel writing is always about like, oh, find the place that the locals go to. The locals to. go to. Like, that's what Bourdain stresses, I guess, yeah. which we were talking about in you know, the past couple of days is also where he'll stress like, this is a place that the locals go to and sometimes he'll feel really bad about exposing yeah. it because uh, yeah. then it, it's not a place that locals go to yeah. anymore. Yeah, because I know there's an episode where he goes to Detroit, and they go to, like, one restaurant, and he's like, I can't tell you where it is. Yeah. Because it's just someone's house. Um, but, I, yeah, I think that that's, if that's, that that ultimately seems to be, like, the popular thing in travel, is, is going to the, going to the place people don't know about, but it does reflect wherever you're going. And I think, I can't think of, of better places than breweries. Now, that said, I haven't really traveled internationally and tried tried going to breweries. I usually just, you know, because that's... Well, it's was, different overseas, too, yeah. I guess. I mean, as, as we were discussing, we went to the place folks beer that had a bunch of Berliner Weisses, and yeah. having been in Berlin, they're like... They're they like, oh, this is... <laughs> yeah, this is... this is Why why do you guys spend money on this? This is just like, like summer sweet beer, essentially. Yeah. No, that's funny, I, and I had not realized that. I mean, I had been in Germany with a couple people a couple of years ago and I guess outside of Oktoberfest and everything else they don't really yeah they drink a lot of beer but it's not that's not a factor to them yeah I mean different from somewhere like maybe Belgium that's where true. you know I had simply gone to Belgium and not really done my research or really known or been involved in in the beer world yeah prior to going there but yeah they're definitely different vibes yeah but they, it is evolving a little bit I mean we we saw a UK-based brewery, Cloudwater, is now oh, that's right. a very big early. thing in New York, which is wild when you think about it, that first they had the capacity to brew enough to you know, ship it overseas and have it fresh enough for people to enjoy here and, and collaborate with breweries here on the on the East Coast and everything like that, which is you know, very cool. I yeah. guess that's sort of starting to pop up in, in, in those areas in the UK as well. Yeah, I think... I think one potential pitfall, though, to the to the to the brewery thing, and you kind of brought it up. Uh, you know, we are in we are in Williamsburg, and um, uh, other half is in Red Hook. And to get to those places, you really have to commit. Yeah. And if you are, you know, if you're traveling to New York City, you're pro- and it's and you need to get a hotel room, you're probably not. You're staying probably in, in Midtown. Yeah. yeah. You're probably not staying in Brooklyn. Yeah. Which I know, as we're looking. Out on my rooftop, you can see two very prominent new hotels in Williamsburg. So oh, yeah. Maybe, I don't know, maybe there is a shift starting to people wanting to stay in different areas, but... Well, I, yeah, I don't know if... We're not part of that demographic, I think, Yeah. right now, at least when we're traveling to places in the U.S., yeah. where a lot of us are staying with friends or something like that, or look for an Airbnb or something like that. Um, yeah, but I think the last, the last few trips I've been on... Um, going to Maine, going to Denver, um, you know, here is slightly different of familiarity with, but, um, you know, those are places that I was going to more afresh and it's, it's like, you know, I just want to do what the locals do. And, and yeah. as someone who likes drinking, you know, when, when I can and drinking good stuff, it made total sense to go to, to breweries. And I mean, I know when I went to, went to Denver, it was, I was in like this mixed use kind of market feeling space and that's where they have Crooked Stave, which is, you know, one of my favorite breweries. And it just so happens that there's also, like, a coffee shop and a bread place. And, and these, these are all things that, <laughs> that, that make up, like, 95% of my life. Um, so I, I think that, I don't know, it's, I don't think...
think I will be doing. I'll continue to, even if I, you know, stop drinking, you know, as regularly or anything else. I think I'll continue to try to go to those places just because it it opens up to I think a good feel for whatever that city is. Yeah, I mean, but also talking about Denver, not only did you go to breweries and, and spaces like that and Red Rocks, which is something you have to see if you're in that area, but yeah. you also went to a Rockies game. Yeah. And I think maybe baseball is somewhere in the same way. Where That's something that the locals do because baseball is a sport where you have 82 games a year, 81 games a year in a city that locals will go to do that yeah. on a night because it's a cheap, fun thing to do to hang out in. Yeah, I think that that's... Yeah, I think that's true, and that's a good... I've tried to do that as well with some of my tourism, is if you can go to a, a game somewhere. I went to a Pelicans game when I was in New Orleans. Also and, great, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's... I think that those are, again, those are kind of going to a baseball game, going and getting a beer, feel very, like, Americana heavy, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, in, in jeans or, or whatever, maybe denim on top and bottom, um, as, as we've seen around here a little bit. Very, very yeah. big here. Yeah. Whereas, whereas if if you do something like you go you go hiking or whatever, you know, we mentioned this being kind of privileged. It is, but also hiking, you have you have to have gear and, and then you have to you know drive there. Make the effort. You have to be in shape. You have to know where you're going. Yeah. So, but I yeah, I feel like that's. Um, no, I feel like that. It's it's, uh, it's a pretty good thing. Now now we should here since since we are talking about New York do you do you have and for beer tourism purposes um do you have like a what would be like the five breweries you would tell people to visit if they're in New York I would tell them pretty much what we did yesterday uh I feel like other half is probably just a must just because they have their reputation uh if you go on a good night it's not going to be so crowded Mm -hmm. and you know they do have a new tap room opening soon so hopefully that'll make things a lot better at least for people that don't live in the neighborhood and can go on an off night yeah. uh, so definitely other half just because they have the reputation and and the quality back it up uh, threes also threes very cool part of town very cool space they have a huge backyard which you know obviously people like to do um, they hang out outside and, and, and have a big space to hang out with friends so that's two uh LIC Beer Project, which we didn't make it to yeah. in Long Island City, which is a big uh, growing area in the city. Oh, yeah, that's a yeah. huge, huge space, um, which I feel like is a big factor. Huge space. Play Cornhole. They, they have really great beers. I would definitely definitely try to make it out there. Folks Beer, which is a new place that just opened up. A little out of the way, but again, I, I would recommend going to it. Um, and then Innerboro, um, which is you know they're they're making great beers. It's a good space to hang out in, uh, good area, and, and you can also make the walk to KCBC, which we didn't unfortunately didn't make it to. But that's another place where it's huge open windows, it's nice space, great to hang out in, board games to play um, around the corners is you know great food places like Roberta's and everything like that. So yeah. a lot a lot of good places to visit in New York. Yeah, and I think what's you know, if you are going, if you are going to go into Brooklyn, you mentioned Roberta's, uh, and, and as we've seen, you know, there are all these near these breweries that are like really great restaurants, and inevitably you'll have like a two or three hour wait, and so <laughs> you can just go into the brewery instead of you know uh, milling about at the bar yeah. in a really crowded space. So I, 
yeah, I mean, I think that's good. That's that's one thing that uh, should we should consider for the site is uh, you know writing like basically a a city beer guide. I mean, I only know a couple cities, but yeah. I could I could write a good one for for Charlottesville. It's like walk from here to here to here. Yeah, if you have a car, do this one. Yeah, um, but I yeah, I just think it's a, it's a good way to. I'd be I'd be curious, you know, write in um, our, our our to our email address or you know drop a comment or whatever, tweet at us, um, and you know if if you think that there is a better way to experience a city than than a brewery, but with kind of the same principles, that would be be very curious about that. Um, I'll, I'll, alternatively, tell us what cities you know well and, and have and what spaces to visit. Yeah, and what, we want to visit them and and, yeah. and know where to go. Someone someone asked me where to go in Chicago, and I'm like, I only know a couple places. So yeah, um, so that's that's good. Um, but yes, we have we've reached the part of the program where uh, I I apologize for something. Um, oh, here we go. And I was thinking, I was thinking about uh, you know you, you were asking me before. Um, you know, before we recorded, how, how did Sunan do this? Because he was he was a guest on the pod one time, and I'm reminded of a time that he was in the car with me, pretty sure. And we were in, no, we weren't in the car. Um, we were in Boston walking, and you know, normal crosswalk situation. A couple lights are, are meeting, um, and we look over, and this guy is walking in the middle of the street, and and we and we like are kind of like laughing, like this is crazy. Let me notice that it's a blind person. Uh-oh. So the person does not know they're walking in the middle of the street. And so, like, and we could see other people kind of, you know, kind of, like, chuckling, too, and then kind of realizing uh, uh, no. this, is, this is a blind person. But I'm not apologizing for, for like, chuckling and then catching myself. No, I don't. That's not, that's not what I feel bad about. I feel bad about because at no time did I think I should go help this person cross the street. Yeah. So that was a bad move. Now, there was a a driver who like like turning left and they just kind of stopped their car and they went and, and escorted the guy across the street but it was just so, so so I'm sorry for not thinking to help but it was also horrifying and I feel so fortunate to have my vision and, and my senses how did you notice that he was blind if I could oh ask? he had he, he had, had a stick okay. yeah he had okay. the, the the stick um so yeah he was he was definitely because I would blind. be I would think it would be a funny situation where someone would yell at like hey dude what are you doing in the middle of the street are you blind and he'd just be like actually yeah, yeah I, I am I'm blind <sighs> yeah it was yeah it was it was pretty horrifying because it could have ended a lot worse and thankfully there are not only terrible people in the world there are some people who don't have to apologize as much um but I guess the the last last thing we I have um I'm not sure when this is going to be released but for our big idea in uh, pop culture this week um something that, that's going on right now uh the specter of you have two roommates who are who are french, french. and they have what like five friends over right now referred to them as the frenchies and yeah. yeah and they're and they're watching the the election uh well the first round of the election which i guess go to wikipedia and look it up but uh basically friends the way that the system runs and the only reason i know this is because i have french roommates and became invested in the French election, which is, I guess, something that you do. Um, they have, like, something up to earth, like 15 candidates, yeah. and they have the first round, and it gets voted down to two candidates, and then they have a runoff in two weeks between those two candidates, which, hey, U.S., maybe that's a good idea. <laughs> and voting on, about. <laughs> voting on weekends. Voting on weekends on a Sunday, uh, which, what did they say, it was 81% 
turnout or something. I think it among ended the up population. being 78, but it was pretty high. But, I mean, what's it here? Like 48? <laughs> like, yeah. Not didn't, good. <laughs> didn't, didn't vote is who wins every election here. Yeah. Because that's 50% of the people. But, uh, yeah, I have my roommates and a couple friends are very stressed out about the uh, first round of, of the election. What's going to happen with the future of France and the government and, and the EU as a whole. Yeah, and so I guess the, yeah, the the big idea from that is like <laughs> we're not the only ones who who get stressed over elections, and uh, it's I don't know I've enjoyed reading about it because you get to, you get to look in from afar, but for you it's it's pretty relevant because it's it's in your living room that there will be groaning and and uh, you know worrying about the future of France and the European Union more broadly. Yeah, I mean it's a big, I mean, it, but it affects us as well. Like I. I want to go back to Paris soon, and, you know, I'm a Spanish citizen. I want to be able to use my EU passport and, and get into the Louvre for free. And, yeah. and uh, oh, I didn't realize you could do that with an EU passport. Oh, well, yeah, with this, my Spain passport, just oh. get in, walk into the Louvre for free, which when I had, uh, Trent, I don't know if you listened to this, but when I went to the Louvre with Trent, uh, I walked in for free, and Trent had to pay, like, 30 euros yeah, or something like, like that. Um, but... That's a, a serious advantage, but I mean, yeah, no, it's a big deal for Americans as well to, you know, because this is this is going to have an impact on the rest of the EU and all the shit that's going down here. So yeah, yeah. So uh, be aware of it, I guess. Yeah, I think that you know something that we talked about recently on here is 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 being being curious, and uh, I think this is a thing that's, I mean, just just learning that people do runoffs and have different ways of voting is, I think, if, you know. Uh, good to know because uh, it, it's affected things like when I do um, polls or surveys at work, like having you know ranking yeah. ranking the order, and so it's 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 been good. Yeah. But, uh, Tell people what we're drinking. We oh yeah, we, we should. That. Yeah, we should. We should close out by uh, saying what we're drinking. We're on our what fourth beer of the day, and it's almost three p.m. They're small beers. So we had half of them. We're, we're we're okay. Uh, so the first one we had was Russian River Supplication. Uh, batch from February 2016, so it's a little over a year old. It's a uh, actually a brown ale aged in Pinot Noir barrels with cherries and then strained with a couple different strains of bacteria like lactobacillus, um, some bread in there also, and it's just a sour cherry ale. Yeah. Pretty good. I yeah. mean... Um, it definitely, it definitely tastes like it, it's been in wine barrels, and uh, the cherry, the, the cherry's nice. It doesn't taste like the beer. And I had said to you yesterday, I don't like cherry beers, but yeah. I like this one for some reason. Yeah. I, well, the one we had yesterday tasted like, like cherry, cherry pie. pie. Yeah, with, and you get the cherries, you get cinnamon, you get I don't know what else, a little bit like crust tasting. Yeah, elements, no, there was definitely crust in there as well, which is weird. Uh, and then the second one we're having is from Celador, which is a, a brewery outside of LA. And the beer is, they're also an all-sour brewery. Um, the beer is confuzzled. Uh, I think it's also aged in in wine barrels. Yep, French oak wine barrels uh, with lactic acid. And then Oregon fruit, and it's mango, guava, and pineapple. And, I mean, fruity, refreshing. Yeah. It's yeah. a good rooftop beer, um, I guess. It smells good. I would say that if you were trying to trying to drink sour beers which is not for everybody um but it should be yeah i think it's if i just feel like you just have to get past that hump yeah i feel like it's a better like when people will order like when they want non-beery beers 
feel like they gravitate towards a wheat beer a lot. Like, people yeah. will be like, oh, you know, you like Blue Moon or you like have a Vicence. Yeah. I feel like this is a better direction to go in because you still get a lot of the cool fruit aspects, but it tastes more like a... Well, when know. people come into my bar and, and they're like, well, I'm usually a wine drinker, I'll direct them in the area yeah. of, a, of a sour beer because they're aged in oak barrels or they're aged in wine barrels. They have a lot of... Pierce is going to make fun of me for saying this. Venus characteristics. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. They just taste good. Once you get past the, the tartness, which a lot of them aren't super tart, but once you get past that, I think they have a lot of yeah. fruity character and everything like that and, and more depth than other beers have, yeah. which are very straightforward. Yeah. That's what we're drinking. Yeah. And, you know, maybe not the the... You know, easiest beers to go out and get, but this is a reason to to travel and, and try new beer and new places because you get you get some funky stuff. But um, I think that's that's all we have for uh, this week or whenever this this comes out. But, you know, thank you for joining, Eric, and I'm sure that we'll get another bottle share review on the site at some point. Which Thanks was, for having me. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, all right, well, check us out on Facebook. Um, at it's pretty okay. Um, also on Twitter at pretty okay pod. Um, you can send us an email at it's pretty okay at gmail.com. Um, and you know, we will be back sometime to talk about some other thing. Uh, until then, um, Harrison, thank you, Eric, for joining.